Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it is April 23rd. It's 2019, and we have 13 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Jennifer Grant. How are you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm I'm just all right. I I might make a small amount of money. I might make no money. It's it's one of those nights where I got so many things right, but just had some of the right guys in the wrong lineups. But interesting. I don't know what to do. I accidentally clicked add a girl that I kind of had a thing with a few years ago on Snapchat while trying to open something else. Don't know what to do about it now. Never know what to do with those accidental misclicks where it's like, oh, she's going to think that I'm I'm trying for something. <laughs> oh, you always, you always have some good stories um, when it comes to that stuff. You know, we, we have to get those stories on like the smaller slates, though. Yeah, well, I don't know. There's no resolution to the story, so it didn't take too long. Um, we'll see on a smaller slate later on if something else happens from it. Yeah, now I'm kind of curious, like you know, like a week from now, if you're still, if you still regret it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see, we'll see if there's anything that's sent back. <laughs> if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Grinders links. That way, you, you get access to anything that we do promo wise. You get three months of Roto Grinders Premium for Fantasy Draft for free. Once you sign up through the Roto-Grinders links, if you go to the main, pa- main page here on Roto-Grinders, on the left-hand side, there's a review tab, and you can see all the all the web, all the sites, um, and you can kind of read about it and uh, sign up through the links that way. Also, it is free premium week. We're going to have you know different kind of premium tools each and every day. Today is the, today is the day that like I highly suggest that you, you take some time and – Take advantage of the free um, thing. You know, today you'll get cheese is good, million dollar musings um, for free, and you know that's certainly something you want to check out if you've never read it before. It's not who and what you you gotta you gotta just read how cheese breaks down slates. So I enjoy the article all the time and um, highly suggest checking it out if you haven't already. Grant, let's get into it. We got. Um, 13 games to talk about here on today's slate. The Red Sox are on a double header. Um, so let's start with them. It looks like it's going to be Turnbull, Turnbull and Velasquez pitching the night game and Sale and Boyd pitching the day game, which kind of stinks because I really wanted to play Chris Sale, and obviously we're not going to get to do that. So Tur- Turnbull events Velasquez. What's your thoughts here on Velasquez? I, I I mean, he's not a great pitcher, but he limits the damage fairly often. And this Detroit team is just not very good on this slate. I don't think you need to go there. Like, it, there there's a guy that's better than him or has more upside than him at 200 less there. And I just don't think you really need to go with Velasquez. It's a bad Detroit lineup, but he's not a very good pitcher, and there's not a huge amount of upside. So I'm crossing him off. 
Yeah, I actually think, you know, we could talk about some of the Detroit bats. I, I you know, day night doubleheader. And um it'd be interesting to see what these lineups look like. Both of these teams dealing with a lot of injuries. Um any interest here in Turnbull? Not really. I mean, he's played fairly well so far this season, but Boston is not a great matchup here. You may get 20 points out of him, but in all honesty, like 7.2K is not cheap enough. If he was, if he was around the 6K mark, he'd definitely be worth it, but it, it's just too much money to just rely on how good he's been this season, but in a very, very tough matchup. Chances are he gets lit up a bit. I'm I'm probably not going to end up going with him, although there aren't really a whole lot of options I like around his price range. So I I can see taking a shot on him if you have exactly that much money, but I, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, it also could depend on what the lineup looks like for the Red Sox on the on the second end of the doubleheader. So if it's a really right-handed heavy lineup, I have a little interest. You know, he's using you know his cutter a lot against righties, uh, creating a lot of soft contact, getting strikeouts. So I, I don't mind him as much. Um, depending on if the Red Sox lineup is very right-handed heavy and maybe Mookie or JD's out of the lineup, Ben Attendee, one of those big bats maybe sits. I, I think it's a better spot. Um, any interest here in Detroit's bats? I mean, Vasquez is not a very good pitcher, but he limits hard contact and he's not a huge fly ball guy. So it doesn't really give you a huge amount of upside here. I'm. You can take a shot on Castellanos, Cabrera, Good room if you really wanted to, but I, not, nothing stands out here, basically. Yeah, really not, nothing stands out for me as well. I think Candelario and Goodrum would be the two guys that I would take shots on here. Both those guys off to really, really slow starts. Well, Candelario, but Goodrum's off to a pretty solid start. But I don't want to go too far out of my way to you know pick on the Detroit Bats or play the Detroit Bats here. We do have some good spots to attack. Um, any interest in the Red Sox bats? Yeah, they might get a little bit lost in the mix considering there are a few high total games and there is a Coors game on this slate here. So high price Boston bats might not be where people go, especially going up against Turnbull, who has played well this year, but he's still a relatively new guy and still gives a decent amount of hard contact. So JD, Mookie are both very much in play here. Moreland's not badly priced, but... We have to wait and see what the lineup is. This is the second half of a head or a second half of a double header here. They're all any of the power guys are fine, um, especially those with lower strikeout numbers like Ben Intendi or Betts or even Bogarts. But um, this is a stack spot or taking JD or Mookie as a way to differentiate from the higher price Coors bats and GPPs. Yeah, I'd throw Mitch Moreland in, into the mix as well. I don't mind him. Uh, Arizona at Pittsburgh, Luke Weaver, Trevor Williams. Um, Luke Weaver, any interest here? No. No, just he's a mediocre pitcher going up against a not very high K lineup, although Pittsburgh's another lineup that you kind of want to wait and see what they rolled out. You don't – like the last few days it's been, all right, this is not going to be a great matchup, and then they roll out a lineup that's – not really huge K heavy, but they are just bad players. So taking a shot on Weaver, if they roll out one of their worst lineups, isn't the worst idea in the world. But if they roll out one of their decent lineups, then I could, I could see just completely avoiding them altogether. Yeah, Weaver pitched really well in his last two starts, San Diego and in Atlanta. Um, 
you know, obviously pitch count is something we worry about um, this early in the season with a younger pitcher. His ex-FIP suggests he's pitching really solid this season. He has a 27% strikeout rate. So the stuff looks a lot better. And, you know, this is a, a, a talented prospect for the Cardinals. Um, so I'm pretty sure he was involved in the Goldschmidt deal. But so it'd be interesting to see what this lineup looks like. I'm not going to write off Luke Weaver yet, but again, you know, Pittsburgh, not a team that typically strikes out a ton. So it's a tough offense to, you know, target pitchers against, you know, for the upside. Um, you know, the other side of this game, Trevor Williams, you know, he's been able to limit hard contact and he's been able to limit, you know, exit velocities, ISOs, all that stuff to start the season. But his XFIP certainly suggests like he has some negative regression coming. Yeah, he has a negative regression coming, and I'm not going to pay 8.3k for Trevor Williams. There's there's no reason to go with him here at that price tag. Better off taking shots on other guys. He doesn't have a large K rate, so the upside really isn't there. And the downside we've seen with this Arizona line that can actually occasionally hit some reason um, is there. So I'm not going to pay that for him when I can go down to any number of other guys at a lower price tag. Yeah, and the thing here is, like, when we look at Williams, he has a really low K rate to lefties, and this is a spot that, you know, some of these lefties with bigger strikeout rates, I feel a little bit more comfortable playing them, like a David Peralta, maybe an Escobar, um, just because this matchup is going to generate a lot of, or probably not going to generate a lot of strikeouts. So um, certainly like this spot for David Peralta. Is there anybody else standing out to you here for Arizona? Peralta's fine. Escobar's fine. Walker's been hitting well enough this season that I can see taking a shot on him. I know he got lifted um, later on this game. I can't remember if it was from injury or if it was just for a, to sub him out because they were way ahead. But if he's in the lineup, I could see using him. But I don't really want to use any guys without any power up against Williams here because he doesn't, like I said, he doesn't give up a huge amount of hard contact here. So be Peralta, Escobar, and Walker is like a little mini stack. or taking any of them as one-offs in a fairly low-owned spot. Yeah, Walker would be really, really low-owned, too, because of his price. So, um, Any Pittsburgh bats that you like here against Weaver? I mean, I'm not terribly happy with any of them. Um, I could see stacking up in this spot, but it's being played over in Pittsburgh. I don't think the weather is going to be great over there. And like this just isn't a great lineup here I, I could see polanco i could see frazier outside of those two no real interest i think cervelli's price tag is still pretty low so you can use him just kind of as a catcher punt there if he is in the lineup yeah he's at 3100 so i'm fine with him just as for salary savings but that's that's pretty much it nothing real interesting here yeah polanco is first game you know off the il um after having that shoulder shoulder surgery two for four with a double um you know picked up right kind of where he left off so um don't mind polanco bell or moran uh the three power bats if if tucker bats higher up in the order i i'd have a little interest in him but they moved him down in the order a little bit on um monday White Sox and Orioles, Ivan Nova against Andrew Kashner. Um, any interest here in Nova? No, absolutely not. Yeah, typically like to pick on Baltimore when it comes to pitching, but uh, don't think I could do it here with Ivan Nova, even though he's done a great job of limiting um, walks and hard contact this season. But again, very low strikeout rate, and um, don't think I can pull the trigger here. Um, any interest in Andrew Kashner? I mean, same thing I always do going up against the White Sox. Like, 
pitchers, the Ks are almost always there, and they're just basically at the whim of home run fly ball variants and Babbitt. That's pretty much it. We saw Hess, who's a worse pitcher than Kashner, which is hard to say, just cruise through them for four innings before finally just get hitting all of his regression at once. Um, Kashner's cheap enough where I may end up taking one or two shots on him, but I've got much more interest in the White Sox bats. Yeah, I, I, I love the White Sox here. You know, stacked them a good bit on Monday and didn't just, you know, I, I had a Brayu and just, you know, they just didn't score enough. Like they scored fine. A lot of them were over 15. It was just, it was just one of those weird games. Um, I, I love the White Sox here. I'm going right back to the well. Mancata, Abreu, Alonzo, Anderson, Delmonico got called back up. Um, Willington Castillo as a catcher play. Cordell has been hitting the ball well ever since he got called up. Like, I'm going to stack, you know, just about every way I can stack this team today. Yeah, that's, I think, the way to do it. I mean, honestly, these White Sox, Mancata, Abreu, Alonzo, Anderson are the clear cut best hitters in this lineup here. And people just concentrate their ownership on them. So throwing two of them and then two of the lesser bats in over on FanDuel or throwing three of those guys and then pretty much full stacking a whole bunch of different ways is the way to go here. Because like you said, Gordell has been hitting the ball well since he got back here. Garcia's had big games for once in a while, and he's batting at the top of the lineup most of the time. Castillo has some pop. Delmonico, who first came in the league, was hitting bombs almost every single day. and now that he's back in the lineup with Jimenez on bereavement leave, he can do something when he's in there. And even Yomar Sanchez isn't fine as a last piece. It's got a 10 total here, which is pretty much the which is the same as uh, Coors. So you have to assume runs are going to be scored, and it's not automatically going to come from the, the four main bats here. Yeah, and they priced a lot of these guys up too. So, you know, it's not going to be easy stacking this team. So that, that should keep the ownership – a little bit down, but it is a 13-game slate, and it is Andrew Kashner, so he's they're going to definitely have some ownership here for sure. Uh, let's talk Baltimore. What do we like here against Ivan Nova? I mean, I'm just – Nova get, just gets beat up sometimes. I mean, two of the games so far this season, giving up six earned runs, and the other two were decent games. Um, first off, it's, it's Mancini. It's absolutely Mancini. He's the guy that is by far the best hitter in this lineup, and then – you just kind of pick and choose your bats after that. And if you really want to go balls out, you can go with Chris Davis going up against a guy that only strikes out 12% of lefties. So this could be a Chris David home run spot if there is such a thing that can happen on any given day outside of once this year. Uh, Sucre, I probably wouldn't go there. Alberto, he's been hitting the ball decent lately, but if he's batting lower on the lineup, I don't really want to go with him. Uh, Nunez and Smith and BR are the other three guys that would probably throw in a, a stack with Mancini, but you can round it however you want and kind of wait to see what lineup they come out with. It's a going against a righty, so I'm assuming Ruiz and uh, Smith Jr. will probably be near the top of the lineup, so those would be the guys that I go with. Yeah, Mancini and Nunez probably my two favorite plays here. We know Nova's going to throw a lot of sinkers, and those two guys – Look like they have the best numbers against sinkers on this team. Um, I actually kind of like Chris Davis here. I don't ever play Chris Davis. I've faded him a lot, but I, I probably take him on a couple teams today. Just knowing like his history against sinkers is really, really good. And <laughs> oh man, um, I hate playing Chris Davis, but I, I do like him against ground ball pitchers, 
a lot more than I like him against fly ball pitchers and like everything lines up uh, for the spot for Davis, but he has been terrible. Um, play him at your own risk. San Francisco at Toronto, Samarja against Thornton. Any interest here in the shark? I mean, he's played well at times, but he's over in Toronto instead of over in San Fran. Yes, the Toronto team's bad, and we've seen them just get destroyed by some of the worst pitchers in the league. Even so, I'm not really sure I want to go with him here. His price tag's a little bit too high at 7-8. I'm probably off of him, but I, I understand thought of going with him. Yeah, it's kind of like one of the, just a rock in a hard spot. Like he could pitch well here. He does have a slider. We know Toronto doesn't hit sliders very well, but it just really depends on the lineup. Like he's been really good against righties this season, but he struggled a little bit with lefties. So if there's more lefties and righties in this lineup, I, I think I'll pass. But he's going to be a guy that I'm really going to be looking at, depending on what the lineup looks like when the lineup comes out um, today. Yeah. Um, any interest here in Thornton? I mean, he's pitched a lot better than I thought he would this year, and his price tag is a little bit interesting at 7K. I know the San Fran team doesn't strike out at a huge clip, but like the projected lineup here strikes at a decent enough clip, and there's no power in this lineup here, so you don't really have to worry about home runs too much. Thornton's kind of shown what he is in the last two starts, but that's been against Tampa Bay and uh, Minnesota here. I think that, like, honestly, he's in play just because it's San Fran, and that's pretty much it. We're not really worried about any guys hitting bombs here, and that's the main worry with Thornton. He has a decent K rate. It's regressing a little bit from his hot start, but he's still a slightly above average K rate guy, I think. And so going up against the San Fran team at his price tag, I don't hate it. Yeah, huge ballpark upgrade for San Francisco. Um, don't think I'll end up playing Thornton here because of his numbers against lefties. And I, I do think like Duggar and Belt are interesting. Maybe even Brandon Crawford, who's like, what, three? I think he has three hits on the season is what I saw earlier today. Um, so I, I actually like some of the San Francisco bats just for some salary savings. Um, the three guys that I mentioned, Crawford, Belt and Duggar. Um, we know Thornton has struggled with lefties a little bit. So those would be the three guys that I'd target if I was going to target some bats against them. What's your thoughts here? Yeah, it's it's really just Belt for me. Um, and it's for the price saving. Like, honestly, a lot of these are maybe posy if you need a catcher, but not really a huge amount of upside there. But Belt is one of the only good bats in this lineup here. And, I mean, you look at his numbers since the beginning of last year, 215 ISO. 364 Woba for a $3,700 guy against a righty who struggles against lefties in a huge park upgrade. Remember, a lot of his numbers from the last year are from being hitting in San Francisco. So huge park upgrade here for him. He's the guy that I look at, and he's one of the better plays on the slate, especially over on DraftKings. You can throw him either first base or outfield eligible. He's a perfect one-off. Yep, I like Belt as well. Um, Toronto bats, any interest here? Rowdies. Um, you talked about Toronto not being able to hit sliders. He's not a huge sample size, but I think he has a thousand Woba versus the small amount of sliders. He's actually, he's put hit. two in play. Let, let, let's, let's, let's frame that the batted ball events is only two. So he's crushed both the sliders. 100% hit. hard hit rate. <laughs> <laughs> 
But he's still uh, 99 exit velocity on those two two spots. But yeah, um, he's still a guy that can hit bombs. And Shark obviously struggles a lot more versus lefties than he does versus righties. So Rowdy, probably Smoke, depending on Sogard's leading off. I mean, maybe if you want to round out a mini stack there just because his price is 3600 But yeah, Rowdy's is... 3,800, and he's got some pop, and he's playing in Toronto, and Shark gives up a whole lot of hard contact, fly balls, and doesn't and walks to lefties. So it would be Rowdies and Smoke are the two guys that I'd want to go with. Yep, those are the two guys that I had written down as well. I don't mind Gritchick. You know, Shark does have a 59.5% hard hit rate against righties this season and a small sample, but I don't mind Gritchick if you want to go um three bats from toronto here philadelphia at new york this is a sore subject for me philly really you know burned me on monday i really liked them on monday and they burned me it's zach eflin against zach wheeler um any interest here in zach eflin i mean not really he's way worse against lefties and there's a lot of lefties in this mets lineup so yeah not bothering with it yeah especially assuming that cano might be back here McNeil, Conforto, Cano, Nimmo, um, enough lefties to keep me off of Eflin. If for some reason some of these lefties are not in there, I think you could potentially look at Eflin here if it's a right-handed heavy lineup. Uh, do we have any interest in Wheeler? I mean, against this Philly team, I don't think so. I mean, the best player in the league just hit a bomb on Monday, so I mean, I've got to assume that he's heating up because hot streaks are real. <laughs> Oscar's crushed that ball, too. It was a good home run. Um, Harper, got ball. <laughs> Harper got ejected. Um, he's gonna come out pissed off for this game. The interesting, like it, it's small, but you know, if we're starting to look a little bit into this season's numbers, is Wheeler's been giving up a lot of fly balls with a lot of hard hits. Um, so a lot of balls coming off the bat, pretty strong against lefties here for Wheeler. So don't mind this spot for Bryce Harper and Hoskins. I always think Romuto is an interesting if pay if you want to if you want to pay up he's interesting and then mccutcheon but i don't want to go too crazy here with philly so they'll probably score a bunch of runs after they screwed me on monday yeah yeah they, they may very well do that but um i'm yeah we I, I'm, I'm just willing to stack them every single day they're just that good of a lineup with that many good hitters in there and don't leave off franco franco's hitting a bomb today i've got a feeling franco's gonna hit the ball out of the park batting in the eight hole today i get up against wheeler yeah, after he didn't do anything for me on Monday. Um, Mets, I like Conforto, Cano, and Nimmo here. Uh, the three lefties at the top of this lineup. If Cano's back in the lineup, he's certainly somebody I'm looking at here. Yeah, now Cano, Conforto, and Nimmo, and don't forget McNeil. Guy just hit a bomb today, has good numbers. Not really as big of a power guy as these other guys, but Eflin, like 209 ISO versus lefties. It's the beginning of last year. 362 Woba, like gives up a decent amount of fly balls here any one of these guys get the ball out of the park and don't forget that he walks lefties at a much higher late rate than righties so you can sprinkle in alonzo or ramos in there i mean alonzo can take the ball out of the park with any pitcher right now and ramos is still a pretty good bat for a catcher there so running out the stack with them isn't the worst idea in the world Kansas City at Tampa, Homer Bailey against whoever is supposed to come in for Tampa. Um, we know it's not going to be Torino's. It's probably going to be Jalen Beeks um, is what I remember kind of seeing. But we'll 
we'll see, right? Like at this point, who knows? Um, do you have any interest here in Homer Bailey? I think you have to. I mean, he's throwing that splitter now. He's like looking at the guys in the low 6K range. I mean, do I want to use Beaks? No, because Tampa Bay relief pitchers are dead to me unless they're starting. Um, I don't want to use Bettis. I don't want to use Stratton. I don't want to use Velasquez. I don't want to use Cashner, Nova, Miley. Like Homer Bailey, they're pricing him because of his numbers last year, but he's been just so much better this year. It might be because of the splitter. It might not. But he's still playing over in Tampa, so the home run risks are a little bit worse. And Bailey was a great prospect at one point here. So, yeah, I've got a lot of interest in Bailey. He's might be chalked, but I might just eat it. Yeah, I have a little interest in Homer Bailey, depending on what the lineup looks like. We know Meadows is out. Meadows is out. Um, Choi is dealing with it. He's banged up right now. Like, you know, Lau and, and Diaz, the guys that obviously scare me a little bit here. But I, Alex, I, I don't hate this spot considering his price on DraftKings. Um, do you have any interest here in Jalen Beeks? I, I already told Just never ask me a question about a Tampa Bay relief. Or long reliever again. They're they're all dead to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You know, we like lefties against Kansas City, but I, I don't think I can pull the trigger. I don't think he's gonna throw enough pitches. So um I'm not gonna not gonna do it here. Um any Kansas City bats that you like? Yeah, I'll stack them up. Um I love Dozier today. Dozier's hitting bombs here. He's playing super well right now. And like if Beeks is coming in, we have a lefty going up against him and and he can just tear the cover off the ball going up against the lefty. I know that these this season's numbers haven't really shown it as much versus lefties as versus righties, but it's a small enough sample size where I'm more going to trust him as a normal platoon split guy. Um, so, yeah, if Beeks' is plan is supposed to be the start, he's the worst long relief pitcher out of all of them, in my opinion. And so I'll stack these guys up with a – with a heavy amount of Mondesi, Witt, and Dozier, and then like I'll sprinkle in pieces of Solaire, of Gordon, of Hearns, even with lefty lefty mashup, just because O'Hearn's got enough power where he can still take peaks out of the park. Um, any interest in the Tampa bats? Yeah, Homer's going to be chalk. There's always a chance he regresses back to what he was last year. I'm. I'll, I have a. I'll have a head, few hedge stacks here, but there's no one in particular that I really want to go with in this lineup. I mean, everyone's fine. Diaz is fine. Choi's fine. Fam's fine. Lowe's fine. Garcia's fine. You can even go with Wendell or Kiermaier or Zunino if you really want. Because if you're expecting Bailey to be more like he was last year, then Zunino's giant strikeout rate isn't nearly as much of a worry. So it's a stack this up as a kind of game theory move, knowing that Bailey's probably going to be one of the more owned guys on the slate if he isn't then still stack him up yeah i really like tommy fam here and diaz those are the two guys that i like the most um for tampa you would get a ground ball pitcher against two fly ball hitters those would be the two guys that i'd look at the most when i'm looking at uh tampa bats here but i'll probably you know have some bailey and have some tampa bats as well um not on the same team probably but you know, when I'm looking at the slate, I, I do like how that looks. Um, Brewers and Cardinals, Zach Davies against Daniel Points de Leon. Um, any interest here in Davies? 
now. Just now, Cardinals are too good of a team. I believe that it's going to be hot out there again tomorrow. Um, I'm going to double check here in a second, but even if it wasn't hot, a little bit cooler. A little bit cooler. Yeah, I guess high 60s. I'm still not going to use Davies. I, I just, no, he's not a great pitcher, not a high K rate, and this is not an easy team to get through. So there's no chance that I really want to use Davies. Yeah, I talked about it yesterday. Um, I said, I told everybody to check the weather because it looked like it was going to be good hitting weather and check Kevin Routh's um, weather edge uh, tool. And, you know, it certainly nailed that Milwaukee St. Louis game on Monday. Don't really have any interest here in, in Davies. This would be the first start of the season for Points de Leon. Um, he wasn't like, he wasn't terrible last season. I think that like he has a little bit of upside, but I don't know if I want to play him against the Brewers. Yeah, he wasn't terrible last season. He had a few really good starts, but he's due for some negative regression um, based on how he was last season. Not a huge K-rate guy. Walks a decent amount of guys. Like 4.62 xFIP here. And this Brewers team is just so much better than most of the other teams in the league and there's a lot of lefties in there going up against him so do i want to pay k for him no it's that simple yeah i'd rather i'd rather stack the lefties against him than pay k for him so um yeah that's kind of what i'd be doing here i absolutely yelich is the top play on the slate um I, i talk about this all the time it's a fly ball pitcher against yelich Anytime you get a fly ball pitcher against Yelich, you play Yelich. Um, he's my top play on the slate. It's not close. Yeah, for me, it's a little bit close because there's Coors on the slate and Doesn't matter. Mike, Mike Trout. But yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Yelich is one of the top plays on the slate, and yeah, you should you should play him. I think Mike Trout did something because now I'm cashing cash. You know, there you go, making money. Also play lefties. Play play a lot of the lefties here. Yeah, I, I love the Brewer lefties here, but uh, like I said, this is like one of my favorite spots on the slate is going to be uh, Yelich. Um, Cardinals bats against Davies. What are we looking at here? I mean, so Davies is not great versus righties, not great versus lefties. He gives them more power to righties but he just has overall worse numbers against lefties, walks him a whole lot more. So anyone's in play. Pretty much anyone's in play. Carpenter, Goldschmidt, obviously the two guys that go with right off the bat here. But, I mean, Ozuna's hitting the ball well lately. DeJong is a great play here. And Fowler's a a guy that always gets overlooked in uh, St. Louis stacks because there are multiple decent outfielders. There's Ozuna and there's... Martinez, who's always too cheap, so no one ever really goes with Fowlers. And I think I won someone in the live final today because he crushed here, and it's only thirty six hundred here. So I'd probably roll the stack anyway, one through eight. But it's a great spot here. Play all the bats with my favorite ones being Goldschmidt and Carpenter. Yeah, I like this game again, um, the whole game, but. Uh, I certainly want exposure to the one through five. And then, like you said, you know, you can you can take Jose Martinez out of your stack and put Fowler in there and be different with your stack just by doing that one little switch. 
Um, let's see. We got the Dodgers and the Cubs. Kenta Maeda against um, Jose Quintana. Um, win doesn't look like it's going to be a big of a factor here. Wrigley in this game. Um, any interest here in Maeda? I mean, a little bit, but I, I'm generally not a big Maeda guy. Not because of the stuff. It's always you have to look at every single matchup in a in a like overview of the slate. Maeda's priced at 10K has not picked great this year is worse against lefties, and there could be several lefties in this lineup here. They're not all great lefties, but none of them really strike out at that high of a rate outside of Schwarber. So just keeping that in mind, there's not a huge amount of K upside here. His price is high enough. He is getting up into the high 90s pitches almost every single game, but this is Dave Roberts, and he can literally at any time just decide, oh, I want to take him out after 85 pitches. So. Maeda, he's one of the better pitchers on the slate. I might look at him in cash just because of the lack of options near the top. But in all honesty, I might go with some mid-range pitchers on this just horrible slate just because there are a lot of good bats. And I might not even play cash on the slate because of the lack of good pitching options. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably still play, but uh, I don't know if I would end up playing Maeda in cash. I, I do like his tournament upside, though, because, like, He's a guy that likes to use his changeup against lefties and his slider against righties. And I was just kind of looking at the batted ball profile on my model here and comparing it to like the plate IQ stuff. And actually, I think he actually does have some really solid upside here um, just on the batted ball profile side of things. So I, I might take a shot on Maeda. Obviously, I want to see like what the weather looks like. Is it going to be cooler? Is the ball might not because, you know, the ball might not be flying as much. So. I actually don't hate um, Kenta Maeda here for tournaments, but I don't know. I think I agree with you in cash. I don't know if I pay 10K for him in cash when I, I think I'll probably just live in the mid-range in cash. Um, I don't know. I Maybe maybe I do like Luke Weaver more than I had originally. I don't know. I'll have to kind of – I got a lot of digging to do in this mid-tier still. Um, the other side of this game here, Quintana, he's been pitching really good this season. His strikeout rate is way up. Um, he's been getting a lot of K's. He's had some really good matchups as well. Um, you know, it helps when you, you face Miami, you face Pittsburgh. Um, but he's pitched well against good teams too. Uh, do you have any interest here in Maeda against the Dodgers? Do I, my, my, you mean Quintana? Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> yeah, have any interest <laughs> in paying 9.7 K for Quintana here. I mean, there's not a lot of great pitchers, but. And I get that this Dodgers team is better versus righties than it is versus lefties. But Quintana's not a good enough pitcher to be priced at 9.7K. I get the last two matchups, but one was in Miami and one was against Pittsburgh with the wind blowing in, I believe, or a huge crosswind, something like that. I'm not going to give a two-game sample size for a guy that's been an average K pitcher last year and just slightly above average the year before. He doesn't have fantastic stuff, so why would I play him against one of the better hitting teams in the league at 9.7K? It's just not worth it, unless the wind's blowing in huge in Chicago, which I don't believe. Yeah, it's not. it doesn't look like it's going to right now. It's going to be cold, but that's still not enough to keep me off or keep, get me on Quintana. Yeah, I don't know. I might have 
a couple shares on him depending on how many teams I make just because I don't think there's a lot of pitchers with like massive upside on this slate. And I do think he's a guy that could get 20 plus fantasy points here. Like when we look at the Dodgers team against lefties this season, they haven't been hitting a lot of lefties for power outside of like Bellinger. Bellinger's just hitting everything hard right now though. So um, let's talk Dodgers bats. Any interest in the Dodgers bats? Yes, I always have interest in Dodgers bats, and people actually think Quintana's good right now. It's enough to make Kike, or Kike is one of the best plays on the slate here, going up against Quintana. Uh, he is going to hit a bomb here. He's playing well this season. Justin Turner is one of the top plays on this slate here. Mashes lefties may not have done much this year, but... He's still one of the best hitters in the league here, and he's only priced at 3600 which is absolutely ridiculous. Pollock may not have done too much stuff too much this year, but he's going up against a lefty. I will definitely play him. Bellinger, probably not going to pay 5.7K for him, but if you're stacking things up and you have enough money because you don't really want to pay up for a top-priced pitcher, Bellinger is in play for tournaments just because of how hot he's been all season long, even though it's against a lefty. And then if you really want to save some money, Freese is 3,500. Um, Barnes is 3,500. And I think Taylor is super cheap. Yeah, Taylor, if he breaks the lineup here, is 3,100. So the pricing on these Dodgers bats is just ridiculously low. Like Turner is just a lock and load, I think, for me for cash. Yeah, you like it more than I do, but I, I completely understand why you'd play him. You know, his history definitely suggests he's been really good against lefties. Um, so I don't I don't mind the Dodgers here. Um I think I'd play him more as a stack than anything else. Uh, but really just gonna depend on how cold is cold. Um, any interest in the Cubs bats? I mean, no, Quintana's still a good pitcher. So he may not strike out lefties at that high of a clip, but He's not terrible against them, and like the lefty bats in this lineup aren't really great bats. So no, I don't. I don't really want. Maybe Rizzo. That's pretty much it. Like Rizzo is fine as a one-off. Yeah, I don't mind Rizzo, but really, like, I like my a little bit more than I. I think this is a good spot for him. I don't want to go too crazy with the Cubs bats. Um, I don't want to pay 10k for Maeda either for what it's worth. Minnesota... Like honestly, there's so many like bad prices for bats that and if you're going with Homer Bailey as your SP2, I might be forced into using Maeda today. I didn't want to use Flaherty today or on Monday, but there was enough low price bats and there was Hess and Harvey. I know it didn't work out great and Flaherty actually crushed, but you might just be forced into using Maeda. Uh, Minnesota at Houston, Michael Pineda against Wade Miley. Um, any interest here in uh, Mr. Pintar? I I don't really want to use him, no. That's pretty much it. I mean, he's pitched decently this year outside of his one uh, start against Toronto, but at least Houston bats are too good. It's that simple. And I believe the roof's going to be open today, and I believe it's going to be 80 degrees out in Houston. So. That doesn't really bode well for Pineda. So I'm not, I'd am not. i rather play Homer Bailey. Yep, I do not like Pineda here. Houston, one of my favorite stacks. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, any interest in Wade Miley? No. 
just just know this Minnesota team is underrated. And I already said the roof's going to be open and it's going to be hot out there. So, yeah, I think I think I'm good. Yeah, I, I do not hate Wade Miley, but he's not a guy that has a big strikeout rate against righties. And he's going to face quite a bit of righties here. He's going to get a lot of ground balls with his cutter. Um, but this is a spot that I, I think Wade Miley might actually get touched up. Um, let's talk Minnesota bats. Like One of my favorite plays on this slate is Nelson Cruz. Um, lefty masher, and he hits cutters really well um, with the low strikeout rate for Miley. This might be a spot like Nelson Cruz finally you know, gets us that home run that we've been waiting for. Yeah, yeah, no, Nelson Cruz is one of the better plays on the entire slate here. Um, he's he's probably going to hit a bomb. I'm fine with the studio. I'm fine with you. This in the lefties. Miley's numbers versus lefties have not been great, and he's kind of been a little bit splits neutral to reverse splits um, since the beginning of last year. So, honestly, any of these power bats are fine with me. Crone. Rosario, a studio. I'm fine with Polanco. I'm fine with Scope, even though he hasn't been a power bat recently. He's still got some power if you look at his past numbers. Um, I'm good with this stack here. And honestly, CJ Grone, Cruz, and a studio are the three guys I would go with first, but you can round it out with anything. Yeah, those are the three guys that I had written down too. Those are the three guys that I like in this spot. Um, don't mind maybe throwing a fourth person, you know, depending on what the lineup looks like. Houston on the other side of this game. I absolutely love Houston here. They're, they're one of my favorite stacks on the slate. When we look at Michael Pineda's numbers this season, he has a 46% fly ball rate to righties with a 57% hard hit rate and a 42.9% hard to soft contact ratio. His numbers are just screaming against righties. Um, I think this is a spot Houston knocks them out in the first three innings. Yeah, yeah, nope. All in for Houston stack. You've got it right here. Uh, they've been doing that pretty much every single night, even tonight where they got beat pretty badly. They still put up, what, five runs, and this was a bad night for them. Um, I am love Bregman, love Azuve, love Springer, love Brantley, love Correa. All right with Guriel, all right with Redick, all right with Chirinos just because he's that catcher spot and he's a decent bat. Um, yeah, stack any of them up. I mean, you don't even – everyone always, when they stack Houston, immediately go Bregman – Springer, Altuve, Correa. So going with any of these other bats can work out fantastically. I mean, Gary L may not have great numbers since the beginning of last year, but he's a, not a bad bat, and he doesn't strike out at high clip. So the ball's going to be put in play a bunch. Yep, and do not forget about Michael Brantley. It is a ground ball pitcher, um, or fly ball pitcher. He's a ground ball hitter. So excellent spot to target Michael Brantley. Uh, Washington at Colorado, Patrick Corbin, Jeff Hoffman, um, Corbin, any interest here in Corbin against the Rockies? Uh, not really sinker throws a lot of sinkers, throws a decent amount of curveballs. It's in cores. So just no, I mean, maybe in tournaments if you have that much money, but probably no. Corbin's been fantastic this season, but I don't think this is a spot we want to uh, target him um, even with the way he's been pitching this season. I don't think this is the time that we necessarily want to attack him, right? Like it's just, 
the price is super fair at 8,800, and I'm not going to say that I'm not going to have it one team with him because I do think this price tag is really interesting. But you have to remember where his big games have come in at home against San Francisco and at home against Pittsburgh. So the Mets, he had a big strikeout game against them, but he's a guy that gives up home runs. So this is a spot where he could, you know, get eight plus strikeouts and, and give up a couple home runs on the, the same way. But I, I think for me, maybe one team with Corbin at 8,800 because of his upside, but I don't want to go too crazy here. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hoffman. No. <laughs> Uh, is he even like? I wonder how long he's even gonna pitch. I mean, probably not a whole lot. He's not very good, and yeah, he's he's just not very good. And this is not a good spot here, and he, he's probably gonna be done for pretty quickly, whether he's doing well or not. Yeah, I don't expect Hoffman to pitch too deep here. Um, bullpen arm, bullpen game, like. Good spot to attack Washington bats um, in cores here for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Soto's the guy that I would go with immediately. And I'm not really going to pay a huge amount of attention to handedness here because, like, realistically, we don't know what arms are going to be brought in at any time after Hoffman goes out in the first few innings here. So Rendon, if he's back in the lineup here, is an obvious guy that you want to go with, Soto. And then round it out with Eden, with Zimmerman, with Gomes. Dozier is still, I believe, a little bit too cheap priced here, and he just hit a bomb on Monday. So, yeah, I mean, this is a Coors slate, and you play Coors bats. You have don't like there isn't premium pitching, so I expect them to be fairly heavily owned. But I don't care. Still Coors, I'm still going to go with them. Yeah, certainly going to get exposure to the Washington bats here. Um, the Rocky side of things, Arenado's story, probably my two favorite bats. Um, this might be a spot that I like fade Blackman and Dahl. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know, man. It, it's always tough to fit anybody in cores, but Arenado and Story are the two guys that I think I'd pay up for. Like Blackman, it, they they priced him down a little bit today. Um, and the same with David Dahl. They're not over 5K today, but it's still, for me, it's a tough spot. Yeah, no, I don't think. I mean, I'm going to stack it up, and if I'm stacking it, I'm going to include Blackman and Dahl in it. Um, obviously, they're going up against a lefty, so that's why they're priced down. And he has been good this season, but people are going to see how good Corbin's been and immediately not want to play Rockies nearly as much as nationals bats today so of course arenado story are two of the top plays on the slate because corbin sinker and curveball is not going to be nearly as good over in colorado so yeah stack them up all right yankees and angels jonathan losaiga against chris stratton do you have any interest here in low isaga lasagna losaiga i think i said it right right Loisica, Loisica, I think that's how you say it. I believe you are right. I don't like calling him Zanya, though. Um, yeah, yeah, I have a decent amount of interest in him. I mean, we've already talked through most of this slate, and there's not a whole lot of good pitchers on this slate, and there's a lot of good bats. So 
I mean, I don't know how late he's going to go into the game. The leash is probably going to be fairly short. He has. He going... I really highly doubt he pitches more than like 70 pitches, 75 pitches. I mean, he's gone, gone into those last two, 71 and 70. So I think he might get into the 80 pitch mark, but he's only at 6,900. And this Angels team is not great. Um, obviously, they're a little bit better versus righties than they are versus lefties, but out of the bullpen, he's got decent strikeout numbers. So, honestly, if he could just limit the like amount of damage, which this Angels team is not very good, so I'm not as worried about it, then I'm fine with throwing him in. Like Honestly, I'll probably end up with a decent amount of lineups with him and uh, Homer Bailey just because they're super cheap and I can fit in all the bats I possibly want. So, even if he only goes 80 pitches at his price tag, I'm fine with it. Um, any interest in Chris Stratton? No. I mean, this Yankees team isn't great. But I guess he, he is 5.8K is the problem. and He's 5.8K because he sucks. Yeah, that is true. But this team, this lineup is really, really bad. Like, outside of Luke Voigt and Torres, maybe Brett. I, like, we could throw Gardner in there, but, like, I still don't think I play Stratton here just because he sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just don't, I guess. Go with Bailey instead. Yeah, I would much rather play Homer Bailey. I'd rather eat the chalk. And I actually think, like, a, a Yankees 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 stack is playable. I hate stacking in this ballpark, but. Like Luke Voigt is an excellent one-off play today. Um, I, I really like him, but I like Frazier as well. Like those two guys are really standing out to me in this in this spot against Stratton. I don't hate stacking up the Yankees. I mean, Stratton gives up a huge amount of hard contact. This is still April baseball. There's still the Dodgers game is in 50 degree weather. The Red Sox games in 50 degree weather. The Cardinals game 66. Mets 62. Like every single game outside of Baltimore is played in not great weather. And I believe LA is going to be mid-70s tomorrow. And Angels Stadium isn't that terrible. So, like, I'm I'm assuming the total for uh, New York is still going to be above four, or maybe four and a half. Um, So, like, you can stack these guys up. Some of these guys actually have power, while most of them are not very good bats. Frazier, Torres, Voigt, and even LeMayhew. Not the worst idea in the world against a guy that gives a forty percent hard contact rate. Um, Angels bats, Mike Trout outside of Trout, any interest? I mean, no. It's going to be a bullpen game afterwards, and the Yankees have a good bullpen, so you can use Trout. I don't hate Bohr, um, and that's about it. Yeah, like low, low, low Isaga. I think that's how they say his name. Lasagna. Uh, yeah, um, you know he's he's had a little bit of struggles with the lefties this season. So if you want to take a shot on Calhoun or Bohr, I don't hate it, but I'm not going to go out of my way here. Tommy Listella has been mashing the baseball, like he's like the sneaky play that like every day is low owned, but he's been crushing the ball this season. Like he does have three home runs over his last ten games and um, six home runs on the steam season for Tommy Listella, of all people. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm. I understand that. I'm. I'm still probably not gonna roll with him. He's up to thirty eight hundred now, and this is 
Like, we have Loazaga, and then we have a good Yankees bullpen. Don't really want to go with Lestella. He's not going to be in a great match of pretty much all game. It's, it's basically trout or nothing for me. Um, next up, we got Texas at Oakland. Lance Lynn against Frankie Montas. Um, any interest here in Lance Lynn? I mean, it's a fairly righty-heavy lineup here, which does bode well for him. It's in a decent ballpark. He's on my list of pitchers to use. I'm not terribly high on him, but the price to like out of the mid 7K guys that I want to use, both of them are in this game. Um, Lynn has some upside, and this is the ballpark where it can actually happen. So, yes, I have some interest in Lynn. But I want to kind of wait and see what lineup they end up rolling out. Yeah, this is a spot Lance Lynn could actually be very useful. Um, I, I like Lynn. The thing that we, we like about Lance Lynn, too, is like we know if he's pitching well, he's going to get 100 pitches. Um, and if they go with that right-handed heavy lineup where like Grossman and Morales, maybe Profar is the only like three lefties in there, I, I think this is a spot you could look at Lance Lynn. He's very good against righties. He has been for a long time now. Um you know, and another thing is like when we look at it since the start of last season, 301 Woba, 114 ISO, 27% K rate. So he gives you some upside here too. And Oakland has power, but they also strike out a bunch too. So I, I really don't hate this spot for Lance Lynn, especially in this ballpark. Um, Montas, any interest here? Yes, I do. It's in it's being played in Oakland, and Montas really has not been terrible this year. I mean he just put up 24 points against Houston. He was playing in Baltimore. He was playing in Houston. He hasn't had easy starts. And he's put up over 20 twice. This is a trash switch pitching slate. And like he's got over a 20% K rate on the year. He's going up against Texas, but it's in a much worse ballpark than Texas is. So, yes, I have some interest in Montas today. Yeah, I have a little interest, but like this is the spot that I think he gets blown up to. Like, he really hasn't faced a left-handed heavy team yet, and, like, his biggest struggles is left-handed bats. And, like, he's faced, if we think about it, like, Houston, a right-handed heavy team, Baltimore, they're just bad. Houston, again, the Angels. Like, he hasn't faced that, like, lefty lineup. And we look at this lineup, Chu, Santana, Mazzara, Gallo, Cabrera, like, good lefties, too. It's not bad lefties. So, outside of Mazzara, who can't hit a beach ball right now, like, I actually think this is a spot Montas could get hit, but I do have a little interest because like you said, it is the ballpark and we, we don't, we have this mid tier where we want to attack these pitchers and like this ballpark helps him a little bit, but I actually don't hate the Texas lefties in this spot either. I mean, he hasn't done well against lefties, but he's another guy that I don't think he threw the splitter last year and he's been throwing it a lot more this year. And lefties have not been hitting it well. I mean, it's not a huge sample size, but like they have not been hitting it great. He's with adding that pitch to his repertoire, he's a much better pitcher and he's playing in a great ballpark. I don't know. I'm I don't want to play Texas backs and I'm gonna play a decent amount of Montes. Yeah, perfectly fair. Um Oakland bats, any interest here? I mean, they're always in play as a stack. Chapman and Davis are always in play. Um, any of the lefties there make the lineup. Morales is in there. He's very much in play. Um, Profar is very much in play if he's in there, but don't want to go out of my way to play uh, Oakland Bats today. 
Yeah, Morales profiles really well, but there's a very, very slight chance that I play him. <laughs> like, let, let's just be um, let, let's just be realistic for a second. I I don't see myself using him. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Like Chris Davis is always in play, especially against a guy that is going to throw a lot of sinkers too. Yep. Um, Eric Swanson against Nick Marjavicius. Um, any interest here in Swanson? I mean, a little bit. He was good in his last start here. Looking at Vegas, there's only an eight total in this game. And while San Diego is favored, like there's not going to be, or there's not projected to be a whole lot of runs. His price tag, it's not great, but it's not horrible. And again, there's a real weak pitching slate here. So, I don't hate it. I don't hate playing Swanson here, but like his minor league numbers really didn't profile that great as a pitcher. But like he's played well enough where on this trash of a slate here, I'd rather play him than Smarja. Yeah, you know, obviously, like he's one of the top prospects in this organization. Um, he's always had really good swinging strike numbers. Um, this was one of the the guys they got from the Yankees last season. He's had really good swinging strike numbers, so I, I like the upside here for Swanson. Um, he's going to face a really heavy right-handed team that does strike out, that does have a lot of power that could beat him, but this ballpark helps. I actually think Swanson's in play here. Um, I, I like him a lot for tournaments because I do think he has 20-plus point upside, and it's kind of what I'm looking for on, on this in this in on the slate. Yeah. Um, Marjavicius on the other side. I don't think I can play him. Um, Seattle's just a really good lineup. Like, I know they lost Cruz in the offseason, but like, I feel like this lineup is better than it was last year. I mean, somehow it is. And the thing is, uh, I think they're a little bit worse versus lefties. I mean, this year, Bruce is absolutely crushed lefties. Hanniger's crushed lefties, but there's <laughs> that not regress a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure everyone on there is. I don't think Vogelbach's going to have a 900 ISO the rest of the season. But who knows? Maybe I'm wrong there. But not having Vogelbach in there because he's going up against a lefty, Bruce going up against a lefty. Like, this team is not as good as they are against righties here. And Maravicious, he has one of the lower implied team totals going against him here today. Like, he's played decently well. I'm a little bit worried about how much, like, what his pitch count's going to be, but even with that, he is going up against the Mariners, and it's it's in San Diego, right? Yeah, it is in San Diego. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have any problem with playing him. He's he's, he's cheap enough. He's six nine. I mean, I'm either going to go with him or I'm going to go with um, Lasagna, and both of them are going to get held to eighty pitches. Both of them are in decent enough spots here so I, I think you have to consider him on this slate yeah, i don't think he's the worst play on the slate you know it is a small sample but seattle has the highest woba highest iso and highest wrc plus against left-handed pitching this season so i don't think it's the easiest matchup but again like you said it's it's the slate and the the price but uh, again, I don't expect Jay Bruce's numbers to be this insane <laughs> for all season against lefties, but I do like Healy and Beckham and, and, and E5 and Santana and Hanniger. They're all really good bats um, against left-handed pitching, so 
I, I think it's a tough matchup for him, but I, I certainly see the upside and the appeal. Um, do you like the Seattle Bats at all? I mean, I'll always play, stack up the Seattle Bats. They're just that good. Um, also, someone I forgot to mention, of course, they're going to be without a DH, so there's that. Um, but I'll stack them up. I mean, Healy, Encarnacion, Haniger. I don't care if Bruce is going lefty-lefty. I'll still play him. Beckham, like pretty much everyone is great in this lineup here. So, like, I, I'll, I'll absolutely stack him up. And Maravich just might be a little bit chalky today. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to see how – because you know this this matchup doesn't matter as much because it's a lefty, so E five would play first. But it'd be really interesting to see like next game um, how they treat the no DH with Vogelbach and E five. So, um, any interest in the San Diego bats here? Not really. I mean, they have uh, they're projected to win this game, so I probably should. But I don't know. I mean, Swanson's kind of an unknown unknown guy right now, and like there is some power in this lineup, but outside of Machado, I don't think I want to go with anyone. Yeah, Tatis, Machado, Reyes would be the three guys that I would potentially look at, but really liking Swanson the more I look at it, man. You know, obviously, you know, we have to worry about pitch count and all that stuff, but we're worried about pitch count on all these guys down here. And he pitched well against that, you know, Cleveland in his last mm-hmm. start through 81. So be stretched out that much. They gave him an extra day rest. Maybe he goes 85 to 90 here. And I think there's certainly upside if he does that. So I'd like Swanson more than I had originally liked him. So, all right, let's, um, let's play the morning grind game. Um, obviously we can't take course field. Um, so I don't have to go over that multiple times. Um, under eight K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you like? Homer Bailey. All right. I'm going to take who we were just talking about. I'm going to take Swanson. Swanson? Swanson. Um, over 8K to score under 15 fantasy points. Uh, Trevor Williams. All right. I'm going to go with um, Eflin. Surprised neither of us took Corbin. I can't take course. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got me good. You got me good there. I already forgot. <laughs> I think Corbin actually has a good chance to score 15 plus. Um, over 4K to home run. Who's your expensive bat to go yard today? Yelich. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> that, is a, that is a jerk move. Um, <laughs> Yelich circled on my sheet. Um, I know you did. You can take your Houston bat. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out which one I want. It's probably Springer. Um, You know what? This guy owes me a home run from yesterday. Give me Conforto. I like it. Uh, Let's see. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's your chief bat to get two hits today? Justin Turner. It's crazy that he's on that list, right? Like... Yeah, against a lefty, especially. There was somebody that I really liked down here, and now I can't remember who it was. Oh, Brandon Belt. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a good one. Um, a stack to score six plus runs. White Sox. Um, Houston, obviously, like I said, they're they're one of my favorite stacks on the slate, but I don't want to say them; they're too chalky. 
I am going to go with um, um, give me give me Seattle. I like it. I like it. So you don't want to go Houston because you don't want to go too chalky after I just said White Sox. Thanks for making me look bad. You're welcome. Um, be here all week. Um, and you'll be back tomorrow. So I will. We, we get to chat some more baseballs tomorrow. Um, on that note, we're gonna gra- we're gonna get out of here for Tuesday. I hope everyone has an awesome day. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you guys again tomorrow. Take care.